Hello team, welcome to Coach's Corner for another week, it's Friday, you've made it, let's celebrate by getting a bit nerdy about our nutrition today. My name's Bart, I'm the head coach here at Jet Australia and I have the pleasure of talking to you today about dairy and gluten. Should you be avoiding them? Should you be jumping on a gluten-free diet? Should you be opting for the lactose-free milk? We're going to get into the nitty-gritty of that right now. But before I do, if you are new here, great. You've found us. Salvation is here. Make sure you are following the show. Every follow is a step forward for us to getting our message out there and sort of boosting us up that algorithm a little bit. And if you are already following, it would mean a lot to me and the team here if you left us a five-star rating either on Spotify or Apple, whatever app you're using or whatever browser you're using. It only takes a second, hit the five stars, and we'll be forever grateful. Now, gluten and dairy. The overarching theme here today, team, is really food intolerances altogether. Dairy and gluten are sort of the main offenders. These are the ones that seem to be ubiquitous in our Western diet and thus can have some bad effects on certain people but it's good to note here dairy and gluten are just the sort of the tip of the iceberg yep they're the main offenders but there are you could be intolerant to a number of different compounds in a number of different foods but the same rules will apply we'll go through dairy and we'll go through gluten and then i'll give you the answer to the question should you be avoiding them and if you are going to avoid them how do we go about that let's start with dairy in particular we're going to start with lactose so where a lot of people get in trouble is that their body has a hard time digesting the lactose in dairy. The lactose is a sugar found in dairy. Good to note here that you can also be intolerant to some proteins in dairy, and you'll know this by drinking a protein shake. If you've had a whey or a casein protein shake and you felt your stomach just start to bubble like nothing else, that could be a sign that you're perhaps intolerant to something in that protein shake, which might be the, uh, the protein itself and not necessarily the lactose. But for most people, the lactose is the downfall. The lactose, as mentioned, is a type of sugar found in milk. And to break down lactose, our body needs an enzyme called lactase. So lactase breaks down the lactose. But here's the ticket. We start with drinking our lives right back at the beginning, team. We start our lives drinking our mother's milk which has a certain level of lactase in it, as well as our body's ability to create lactase to break down that milk. The system works. But then as we get older, our ability to create this enzyme dissipates. And so by adulthood, nearly 70% of people across the globe no longer produce enough lactase to properly digest the lactose in milk. And this is where the gut issues can happen. And this is why these gut issues tend to happen, you know, when you're 24 and above. When you're a kid, when you're 17, you could you could guzzle gallons of milk. But now that I'm 33, I can't. Our ability to produce this enzyme seems to get slower and slower uh, as we age. And of course, genetics play a role here as well. It seems to be that European and Northwestern Indian people or who have um, ancestors in those parts of the world, tend to have less uh, dairy intolerances because they've been drink their, their cultures have been drinking milk for longer and thus there's an adaptation, there's an evolutionary benefit for them there. But what's interesting is my son's going through this right now. He's just come off breast milk. We've started giving him cow's milk and his nappies were just the worst. And you could tell it was affecting him as well. 
So we stopped the cow's milk and we've now given him a, a goat's milk, which still has a bit of lactose in it, uh, but it's a lot easily digestible. And he seems to be able to settle with, with goat milk a little bit here. So through trial and error, we've, we've now understood that our boy has a slight lactose intolerance and thus we're going to change the way that we feed him. And so it's good to know that. And it makes sense too. I also have a lactose intolerance. I can have a yogurt. I can have maybe like a you know a quarter cup of milk, but anything over that, and I feel it. And the way I feel that is through my stomach and my digestion. And this is something I'm going to encourage you to start getting in touch with. You know, it's not normal for us to have tummy bubbles every day. It's not normal for us to have loose or really hard stools every day. Our digestive system, how, how it comes out and how it's digested, is a great barometer for your gut health and so if you've never ever considered this before just start being cognizant how are your poops are they easy are they regular uh, is your tummy sore after you eat certain meals start connecting these dots and so like we've done with Lysander I want you to get to a point where you're like all right that's my threshold of dairy or perhaps you don't have a threshold at all and you're absolutely fine but we need to start listening to our body so here are some of the symptoms of lactose intolerance stomach pain and bloating I like to call it the tummy bubbles as soon as you feel those tummy bubbles you know something you've eaten isn't agreeing with your stomach diarrhea a bit gross but very true gas and uh, comes with the bloating as well nausea and there's heaps of other symptoms that are linked to it as well constipation headaches fatigue loss of concentration even stuff like like systemic inflammation so you might feel it in your joints and in your muscles you might get mouth ulcers which happens to me when i eat too much sugar um, problems urinating and eczema as well the skin is also a great barometer of our of our health and you can tell if someone's eating something not quite right for them uh, because of the state of their skin and there are there's always this person in your life where you look at them and their skin just glows for whatever reason they are radiating because they're feeding their body and their gut the right the right nutrients so those are some of the symptoms of lactose intolerance and so i suppose it's a good good question to answer now before we get into gluten why are we putting so much emphasis on our gut I, the, the older I get and the more I look into gut health, the more I realize just how essential it is for our overall health. If our gut and its inhabitants aren't happy and aren't balanced uh, and aren't diverse, it affects every other aspect of your health. If your mission in the gym is muscle gain, having a better gut that can digest proteins, break down proteins more efficiently will give you more muscle gain. If you want to burn fat, it's hard to burn fat if your body is always inflamed from the foods that you're eating. If you're intolerant to something and you don't know it, your body's going to find it hard to focus on fat loss because it's trying hard to blunt um, and quell the inflammation that's coming from your gut. If, you're, if, you're, um, if your goal in the gym is performance, your performance is going to be lower in just about every aspect if your gut is off. The gut is like the second brain. We need to look after it and we need to understand how it works. So let's talk about gluten. So gluten, I'm sure you're very familiar with what gluten is. Gluten is actually a family of proteins and it's found in a number of grains, not just wheat. We talk about wheat a lot because wheat is ubiquitous in our Western diet. It's in just about everything. We eat a lot of wheat. But it's also um, present in barley and rye. And other grains too, if they're processed in the same plants or factories that wheat 
is um is processing. Oats is a really interesting one because it's it's stated that there's no oat product on the market that's completely gluten-free. The ones that labelled are gluten-free have gone through a rigorous process. So the, if you find gluten-free oats, they're processed in a factory that's just just that. That's just that, that, that's just what they process. So it's hard to find gluten-free oats altogether, but most oats are low in gluten, um, but we can't, we can't say that they're completely free of gluten if they're processed in the same plant. Gluten, anyway, that's a, that's a, that's a side, side story. So gluten is also added to processed foods. If you have a look at the back of a lot of processed foods, you'll find wheat protein or gluten added in because it gives a great texture to the food. So don't think gluten is just in bread and pasta. It's present in a lot, um, a lot of foods. And so there is a clinical diagnosis for gluten intolerance. It's called celiac disease. And this is diagnosed by a doctor after rigorous testing. And so you'll know if you're celiac because if you have any little bit of gluten, you will be in devastating pain. <laughs> and and I had a friend that, had, that was a celiac and every now and then, he would um he would eat a bit of gluten and he would be you wouldn't see him for three days afterwards, so don't mistake celiac disease for a, a non-celiac gluten sensitivity. You can be sensitive to gluten without being a celiac, but celiac disease is actually an autoimmune condition where a person's immune system attacks the cells of the small intestines when they ingest gluten. So autoimmune condition can um, conditions where your immune system attacks back because it thinks it's under threat. It's sort of a confused loop that it's in. And it's the same with, with celiacs. And so there's a theory that if you're sensitive to gluten and not celiac, it might not be the gluten that you're sensitive to. It might be the, the pesticides or the herbicides that are sprayed on the wheat that you might be sensitive to, which I think is a valid theory altogether. Thankfully, we're in Australia where our um, our food regulations are a little bit better than other places, such as the United States. It's the same with Europe as well. Our regulations um, uh, have have a, a higher a higher tolerance, I suppose. So you won't see any really nasty stuff in the food that we produce here in Australia. But in the states, they're a little bit more lax, so they can get away with you know adding glyphosate uh, and Roundup. Anyway, that's again that's a whole other tangent. So just note that if you are sensitive to, to gluten products, it might not be the gluten, but you're still insensitive, so we can still go down the same track. Um, symptoms of, of gluten intolerance. Digestive issues, it's the same as sort of dairy. You know, you'll have the tummy bubbles, you'll have diarrhea, bloating, abdominal pain, constipation, inflammation, and general digestive, um, digestive issues. You also may, ha- might have a blunt in appetite as well. That can come with a lot of, uh, a lot of gut issues. Skin problems, again, the skin's a great barometer for your gut health, rash, eczema, inflammation. It can also have neurological um, connotations if you're sensitive to gluten. Confusion and brain fog, anxiety, fatigue, numbness, even depression, lack of focus, all that sort of stuff can come from disturbances to your gut. And of course, there's a whole host of other, um, other linked or correlated symptoms as well, but we won't go into those today. So you can see that if you are if you are intolerant to dairy or gluten, it can it can ruin your life. If you're intolerant to it and you don't understand it, you it could be if you're intolerant to it and you don't recognize it, recognizing it could be an absolute game changer for you. So we've gone through we've gone through lactose, we've gone through gluten. Should we avoid these things? And so here's my rule of thumb. 
we need to check in with your body to see how you're digesting these things. So if you always eat dairy and start to become aware of this, if you always eat dairy, ice cream, milk, yogurt, um, what have you, and you always have the little tummy bubbles, you know, maybe you've got a bit of bloating, maybe your stools after you eat the dairy aren't the best, that might be a sign that you're intolerant. And it's the same with gluten. If you eat a heap of pasta or a heap of bread and you know your digestive system isn't quite right, don't just ignore it. Let's do something about it. So the symptoms I've been, the symptoms we went through in this episode, be aware of these things and start understanding where they turn up, what foods you ate beforehand, so you can start connecting these dots. And if you're listening to this and you're like, but I have no symptoms, I'm absolutely fine, great. Then we don't really need to change anything about the gluten and the dairy that you're eating. That doesn't mean we still can't fix your diet. There might be other issues. So start connecting how you feel with what you ate beforehand and then start eliminating the big offenders. You can do a bit of research about an elimination diets. I think everyone should go through an elimination diet, particularly in the modern way that we eat. We, we eat a lot of foods that are, that are processed and aren't put together. So we could be, that are put together. So we, are, we could be consuming things that we don't even realize that we're consuming. And so what an elimination diet does is pretty much strip your diet down to its bare bones. I'm pretty sure you're just eating entirely whole foods that have a very low risk of intolerance. We're talking meats, fruits, vegetables. And that's about it. Which, to be honest, I think that's how we should be eating anyway. But that's how it goes. You do that for a while, and then you slowly reintroduce what could be an offender. It could be dairy, or it could be gluten. You have a little bit, see how you go. You have a little bit more the next day. You see how you go, have a little bit more the next day. And start to feel how your body responds when you eat these foods. But we can't have this data unless we go through a period of not having it all together, which is why you need to have a period of going down to the bare bones. And so try it and see, you know, you you may be intolerant to a food that you have no idea of. And you can even do food intolerance tests. In fact, I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts where people have done their tests and they're surprised with what the test results have come back because the results come back that they're intolerant to foods that they eat every day, which kind of makes sense. I had a friend that went to Italy once and she wasn't, um, she wasn't intolerant to dairy. She went there, she ate so much ice cream that her body went, holy crap, this is far too much lactose. And then after that trip to Italy, she became lactose intolerant because of the amount of ice cream that she ate. So don't think you're, you're off the hook. You know, there could, be something, there could be something in your diet that could be holding your back. And so an elimination diet might be a big step for some of you, but consider it, particularly if you're having gut issues. And then when it comes to better options for gluten, dairy, here's my, gluten and dairy, here is my go-to. For bread, we eat a lot of bread in our household, but we only eat uh, traditionally fermented sourdough. So it's bread that's been fermented for a few days before it's been baked. doesn't have any yeast. doesn't have any additives. It's just the, the sourdough culture, um, flour, water. That's it. And so what the fermentation process does is it helps break down the gluten just a little bit to make it more digestible. And we, we eat a lot of it and we don't have any issues. And Jane, my, my partner, has had gluten issues in the past. And when it comes to dairy, I'll always try and go for the same sort of process here. Um, authentically fermented or authentically made pot set yogurt. And I'll probably often go for full fat. The reason being is, is as we take the fat out, not calorie-wise, you, you save calories going low fat, but as you take the fat out of dairy, you're concentrating the amount of lactose 
in the product. So there will be more naturally occurring sugars. And I think the fat also plays a role with how we digest the lactose as well. So for dairy, I'll go for a yogurt because it'll have some good cultures in there, which are good for your belly. Um, and I don't drink much milk at all just because I know I have a little bit of intolerance. So here's your mission team. If you're completely confused, start connecting to your body. Start understanding how your body digests to the foods that you eat. Keep a track of your stools. Keep a track of how your, um, how your stomach sits after certain meals. And if it's not quite right, understand what you ate beforehand and start the investigation. What's the thing that's causing you issues? And if you want to go down the route, maybe consider an elimination diet. Cut out gluten and dairy altogether. Eat mainly whole foods and then slowly introduce the gluten and dairy to see if it's offending your gut. Team, I can't put enough emphasis on just how important your gut is. Look after it and it will look after you in ways that you have no idea how it works. <laughs> I think about the end of my tether here, team. All right, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. Much appreciated. Make sure you are following the show. Make sure you're listening to the other episodes we drop on Tuesdays every week and enjoy your weekend enjoy your friday and i will see you in the next episode bye